Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 455 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Becky Foster, hello everyone. I'm Matt Foster, hello everybody. <clears throat> hello, hello, one and all. And uh, we take you back, like we did a couple weeks back, to the dark days of 2000, where we'll be doing a main review of a streaming film that Ian probably wouldn't have watched if it wasn't for the fact that there was nothing else to main review this week. But what did we think of the Hulu slash Disney Plus original Not OK, starring Zoe Deutsch? Listen to find out. We'll also have some what we've been watching, some trailer talk, and a pretty big old goblet of news. Um... <laughs> But uh, patreon.com forward slash film bastards. We just record the, uh, recorded the latest episode of Film Bastards Get Effed, um, or as Mark keeps on calling it, Film Bastards Get an F. Um, <laughs> did that last <laughs> week. I and I, yeah, yeah. And, and I, it's fine. I think we just go with alternate titles. Um, so uh, get <laughs> effed, get an F, whatever you want, um, where we just talked for nearly half an hour about Darren Aronofsky's mother. And also Daniel Craig's, Craig's Liverpool box. Uh, so uh, two dollars a month helps support the show. Lots of extra content. I haven't done a, a let's get physical this week or a bastards box office report. I did say on the last bastards box office report that considering the fact that the only new entry this week would have been DC League of Super Vets, thought it was probably good to take a week off. And I just haven't had time to do a let's uh, let's get physical. But um, what do you want of me? I'm just one man. I'm just one man. Damn it. Um, also, point yeah. something out. Not, not, yeah. not to literally be Homer Simpson when Lenny calls him slower, but if you just call out something that wasn't right. Well, like ten minutes ago. Yes. Thanks for that. You are welcome. I was wondering why there was no reaction whatsoever. <laughs> it, it just hit him in the solar plexus. He'd never heard such an insult, and he had to fucking process <laughs> it. He just couldn't comprehend. I um, just let mother's fucking milk now that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it often, don't you, Yeah, the pH level is just seven on that. Just flows <laughs> through. <Yeah. laughs> I've never oh man, that's a great turn of phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's really got me. That's good. Um uh, yeah, so uh, also we are a pod syndicate, uh, uh, pod syndicate podcast, so uh, please do check out other like-minded shows, including the recently returned His Film Her Movie, uh, the Iron Sequel, which is uh, uh, plugging along pretty regularly at the moment. Good stuff. Uh, James had me on for Triple X Return of Sander Cage, You Coward. Um, Chinstroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill. Um, fuck. Um, the Rewatch Project. Shit, that was the other one and I remembered it. Fuck. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're not, not we are podsyndicate.com. I think I said that earlier on. We're not anymore, but we are a pod syndicate podcast. Anyway, yes, that was a bit chaotic. Apologies. So that was like a mark opening. I, I don't think it was quite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite. No, <laughs> you didn't insult several people. <laughs> there, there was one that I did a few hostings back that felt more like a mark one. Um, I, I I I thought it was a. So when I had the Rona. May maybe maybe I don't know. I felt like it was no, it wasn't. It was before that because you reacted. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway. 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 So news. Um. There's there's kind of one big story at the moment, 
Um, yeah. So uh, this will this will be old news before uh, this comes out, but hopefully you know we got some sort of interesting perspective. So overnight, um, as we record last night, um, it was announced that Batgirl and also the next Scoob film, um, mm. which cost forty million dollars in itself, apparently. Uh, are both not being released on any platform, not theatrical, not HBO Max, not to any other streamer, not being sold anywhere, just will not be released. Um, Quite literally shit-canned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There is an awful lot of scuttlebutt about this, um, but what appears to be the case is that purely they ran the numbers... And it was it, it had come a time where they essentially if they were going to write thing these things off, they had until mid-August and they decided to write them off rather than incur further losses by doing any further work on them. Wild. Yeah. Um, Batgirl. It, it, it's cost about as well. Sorry. Yeah. Warner uh, has just become under new management as well. It's and, a new management decision. And this is this this is what has kind of fucked this whole thing. So for some background, the previous management, when they were um, owned by AT and T, were um, and, and it was um, run by a guy called Jason Killar, who uh, in late 2020 announced uh, what was de- deemed by in within Warner Brothers as Project Popcorn, where all their 2021 theatrical films would be released day and date on HBO Max. And it actually started with Wonder Woman 1984, Christmas Day 2020. Um, And at that time, it was hugely controversial. Nobody really knew what was going to happen with COVID. But I mean, I remember the day, the day that that news came out, I went to see Netflix's Mars Rainey, uh, Mark Rainey's Black Bottom at the Everyman in Cardiff um, and unwittingly had COVID at the time which was uh, a hell of a combination of things. Um, but, you know, films were kind of, sort of being released. I watched Wonder Woman 1984 in on a big screen. Um, yeah, literally. We all did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and literally that day, as uh, my boy Paul and I were on the train back from Bristol, because uh, no cinema in Wales was allowed to show it, there was speculation about another lockdown coming, and it was announced that night. So shit was just all over the place at that point and people were thinking wow we warner's saying the whole of 2021 they'd insisted they run the ran the numbers and it would be good and at that time and forgive me i'm monologuing but it's detail at that time hbo uh, they were obsessed with getting the subscriber numbers back up during the pandemic it was all about how many subscribers did netflix have how many did disney plus have blah 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 blah, blah, blah. then 2021 comes along and um, some films for Warners do OK in the cinema as well as being on HBO Max. So Godzilla vs. Kong opened to just under $50 million in the US, which at the time was a pretty great opening. Mortal Kombat opened to about $25 million. That's a really good opening for an R-rated video game movie. Um, and then, But then Dune comes out and then people are saying... 
that could have made a lot more if they'd actually like not day and dated it and then the tide started the, the, to... the, the thing with with dune as well was they staggered its release so yeah. by the time it it came out um in let's say the uk and in the us mm-hmm. you'd been able to watch it for months yeah yeah <clears throat> exactly so then the tide really turns when Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, um, makes an absolute shitload. And then the odd film here and there performs well, like surprising well at the box office. So Scream comes out in January when COVID, like there was talk in the UK about shit as cinemas are going to close again. And it does really well. Jackass Forever does really well. Quiet Place Part Two. Um, not no, sorry, that was before. Um, before that, ignore me. What am I thinking of? No, The Lost City. Sorry, I knew it was a Paramount film. Um, like and and these films start coming out. They start making money, and then Top Gun Maverick hits, and it hits big. And at this point now, studios are basically going right. The cinema is the gold standard, and it makes our shit that then turns up on our streaming services look even better because it's got the prestige of cinema. Now, Batgirl and other films greenlit at the time, it was, we are making these smaller budgeted DC films, which will premiere directly on HBO Max, won't have the scope, won't have the scale, but content, 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 content. So now you've got this situation where people weren't particularly happy about the fact that it was um, designed for HBO Max, but now people are even more unhappy that it's just like, actually, fuck it, we're not even going to release it because this film is not at the scale that we want our DC films to be, which is like mm. the official word coming out of uh, out of Warner. And it mm. is just completely antithetical from where they were two years ago. But I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not happy that they've decided to shit can Batgirl, but I am happy about the overall thing of we want our, we want our films to be films. Yeah. Well, the thing is with this, there's a few, there's a few things. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to play, theory and devil's advocate at the same time right so i guarantee you that on monday 60 70 percent of the people that are currently outraged and i'm not saying us but 67 percent of the people that are currently outraged that black girl isn't going to come out in cinemas forgot that black girl was even a thing because it was getting made I would also say that a good 50-60% of those wouldn't have fucking gone to see it anywhere. Um, even if it had come out in cinemas. It's weird that they're completely shit-canned it. Yeah. But then again, there are and again, this is always rumours that it, what they had tested so badly that it was just going to cost even more. And 90 million was already apparently like 50% over budget. Because of COVID, yeah, COVID, yeah, like stuff, COVID, massively, a, exta- yeah, a, a, a bits like that. It's weird that they've decided to shit it, but maybe it's just we've gone. Do you know what? We just we don't have the energy. But the other bit there is that 
is there a world again this is a pure i'm not saying i have a theory or anything like that but there's a possibility that what i'll say might make sense go on occasionally it does happen sometimes. so the flash should have happened by now shouldn't it uh it yeah. should have been out by now now batgirl was always going to happen after the flash mm. the flash no one knows really what's going to happen. It's still slated as there. Yeah. But no one really knows what the fuck's going to happen with mm. it at the moment. Right? Um, but Batgirl was supposed to come after it. So is there a possibility that The Flash either was cameoed in that or was more referenced in that? Mm. And they've gone, fuck, we can't retool this enough like we're going to have to try and do with The Flash for this to make any fucking sense now. They're already throwing, you know, Affleck has already come out and said that he's got, he's going to be an Aquaman too. Yeah. As Batman. And apparently... Flashbacks or not, I don't know. Replacing Michael Keaton, who was apparently going to be an Aquaman too, yeah. Yeah, and Michael Keaton was playing Batman in Batgirl. So is it a whole victim of retooling? Could be. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Go on. You know, there there could be an element of that that's there. I just wanted to say Michael Keaton coming out in an interview this week when he was asked about whether he'd seen any of these latest comic book movies and he was like, no, I've got other shit to do is an incredible fucking line. Um, I like me my comic book movies, but I love how little Michael Keaton actually gives a shit. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, continue. Yeah, I mean the thing is, he does crop up in a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, I know, but hey, take the paycheck, Michael Keaton. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> why not? I, I, I am absolutely fine with Michael Keaton taking that paycheck. Um, you know, for the comic book movies, as long as he doesn't fucking do the Ethan Hawke thing. I like Ethan Hawke, but that. Is the fucking you know those little like things that just irritates your brain? What's that? When Ethan Hawke said that he did Moon Knight. Yeah. Is it called Moon Knight? Moon Knight. Fucking yeah. yes, rock that Moon Knight to put food on the table. Fuck off, dude's fucking voicing the, the Batmobile in a fucking kids Batman show. He's yeah. voice Ethan is- Hawke is voicing the Batmobile. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Needs to fucking check himself a little bit. I, I have no problem with Ethan Hart saying, look, I took it for the paycheck. That is fine. Seeing you took it to put food on the table feels fucking torn deaf yeah. at the moment. Yeah, it does. Uh, for a guy who is, you know, usually pretty on the point with stuff. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was my little Ethan Hart thing there. Um, but yeah, it's... I don't know. It, it does seem. Is there an element of a new guy fucking coming in and fucking slamming his dick on the table and writing Batgirl's cancelled on it? On his dick? Yeah. Would you put that past somebody from these kind of things? No, true. True. Uh, yeah. It's just. It's <clears throat> bonkers. But there is also. The fact is that there, there is an element of. They are using it as a tax write-off. So there's a possibility that literally shit canning these movies is, is is 
is going to be better financially for them than actually bothering doing anything else with them. And hey, you know, I mean, I've said before, how the fuck do Netflix make money? And it kind of feels like one of those examples where they've actually gone, do you know what? Yeah, shit, we spent too much on this and we'll actually hemorrhage less as a result of this film and the Scoob film if we don't put them out. And it's awful, awful for the filmmakers, one of whom, what the co-director of Batgirl found out on his fucking wedding day that this yes. was happening. I, I, um, I heard that. Like, have you heard the another one though? Because Warner have their big, what is it, um, their big like expose in a couple of weeks, don't they? That, I mean, there's some announce. sort of investor call like tomorrow, I think, but yeah. Yeah, uh, there's an investor call tomorrow, but in a couple of weeks, I think there's a, they're, they're doing like their announcements on, you know, what upcoming projects and bits like that that they have that they're all doing this now aren't they and there was a rumor doing around and again this is purely something i read so i'm not saying it comes from anywhere false or true that hbo max hasn't quite landed like they wanted it to and it's not getting anywhere near the amount of subscribers that they hoped that it would get or that they projected it would get so that they might rebrand this um, into essentially take HBO Max and push that in with Discovery and have it as Warner Brothers Discovery and HBO becomes a part of Warner Brothers Discovery um, and that becomes the new streaming service that is there to kind of to better match things like Netflix and Disney Plus and bits like that yeah so yeah i mean like this this rumor that came out today from this entertainment journalist like grace randolph i think her name is like she was like if you if you got this from the same source she was saying that essentially hbo would become its own thing again so you would yeah like you say you wouldn't have hbo max but like almost like hbo would be separate from this warner brothers discovery service and it's interesting because also it's been revealed that like a few HBO Max films have been removed from that service, despite the fact they were HBO Max originals. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a few like they, uh, American oh, Pickle got removed, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, The um, Witches, Locked Down, and a few others. There was a few others, yeah. And, like, like there was a there was a couple, there was a there was a biggie as well, wasn't there? Like a proper biggie. Um, what the fuck was it? But it it just I, I thought the same article, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it just generally seems like they've gone, fuck it, we don't want to be associated with the, this HBO Max thing. That was the regime of last year. I mean, like, this is this is a company that had CNN Plus launch, which was a subscription service CNN thing, original programming, um, had a series by um, a media professor guy I really like, Scott Galloway. He did a series for CNN Plus. It was in existence for two weeks and then the merger completed and Discovery said, actually, no, and shut it down. Like they had to write off like $300 million. And like this, this apparently, whatever, like these folks in charge of Warner Brothers Discovery now just want to burn that shit to the ground. Mm. And it is fucking fascinating and they're like they they, apparently they removed these hbo max originals because it was like harming the profit line and it's like but you already invested that money that the the 
they've been made unless you're worried about i don't know your fucking bandwidth then how is that actually hurting you it I is mean, there, there could be something as ridiculous as um as literally they're having to fucking pay themselves <laughs> to screen these movies and then obviously when you pay for anything you are paying a portion of fucking tax and that fucking screws things over or these things like, do happen yeah like this one area is reporting a loss and they're like well how can we stem that it's like okay we'll stop like allowing this other area of the company to stream this so we're not paying them so that these <laughs> losses stop or some fucking crazy shit like that mm-hmm. and I, like obviously film twitter has been going fucking nuts about this and you know the the, the 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 thing that i would be worried about for the filmmakers is just like the potential stain that this puts on them like it is a rough fucking look and warner brothers have come out and said like we want to work with all of these people again but it's almost just like the fucking scarlet letter like these guys who directed it who directed the first two episodes of miss marvel which were mm-hmm. the best two episodes of miss marvel and directed bad boys for life they are the highest grossing movie of 2021 exactly uh, 2020 yeah 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 2020. um and now they're forever gonna be the directors of that Batgirl film that got shit can. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, and it, they're, it, they're, it, they're going to get asked that question in every, no matter what, until that movie sees the light of day. You know, yeah. but then again, then again, there might have been a, a, a fucking case of, do you know what? We'd already paid, we've paid you for it. We'll give you an extra X amount. It's cheaper than fucking doing reshoots, any market or anything like that. I mean, the thing is, all of these folks got paid up front because it was always destined for HBO Max. So they they got theirs. And there's probably not a stipulation like, hey, in their contract saying, well, hey, this film actually needs to be released. I think, like you say, though, there's the element of, you know, no matter what, They've put they've, they've put an amount of you know work into that, and then just to see it get shelved <coughs> must it's, be frustrating. Unless they unless they've gone, do you know what? This just fucking ran away not from us but from the studio, and we were left to try and go. Well, we've got this and we've got this because let's face it, the DCU thing has been an absolute clusterfuck over the past few yeah. years. Yeah. Yeah, they it just I don't know they don't they don't seem to know what they're doing. But I mean it, it's you know I I work for a company where there are leadership changes quite a lot because the the CEO has said quite publicly that they like shifting people around, they're giving them new experiences and new challenges and things like that. With that comes new visions and those new visions often don't vibe with the visions that came before and through i'm not going to say that my the company i work for don't know where where they're going but there is i genuinely find it difficult to keep up with who is responsible for what at the moment 
Um, and, and, you know, and that that's the thing. I've never publicly said who my employer is, and I'm not planning on doing that now, obviously. But it's like when it comes to this kind of thing, then it's like, OK, you get new leadership. But they they want to do shit completely differently. And they're looking at this not from an artistic view in the fucking slightest. They're looking at it from a, a pure financial bottom line. But I th- there is just a part of me. and I love sucking some corporate dick that just says to me, what is the best thing for driving shareholder value in this situation? They've obviously done the numbers and they think that shit canning the Scoob film and Batgirl is the thing. And those people answer to their shareholders. They don't answer to film Twitter. And it (laughs) sucks that, you know, those people are the ones who are responsible for these decisions in the end of the day. But hey, do you know what? If you don't have those people, you don't have a company. The shit's not even like going to ever see the light of day in any capacity anyway. So, but it, it just is. I absolutely, they seem chaotic as fuck, and it is just like, like my work. Can you just chill out for a bit? Can we just let things lie? And that, that you know, yeah, it, it, it's. I see. Obviously, I see it from both angles. Want Batgirl to come out, but also at the same point, I'm not a shareholder of Warner Brothers Discovery, but I'm. You know, I'm a shareholder of other fucking companies. And if there was something where I was like, all right, well, it's going to potentially cause my fucking value to drop. Then, yeah, I'd probably be fucking wondering why they're making those kinds of decisions as well. Like it's this Jeff Zaslav is the name of the guy who's running it now. And he like there was a report that came out that he was told about Cry Macho. And how they knew that film was not going to make money, but they did it because they 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 were friends of Clint Eastwood. Um, and he quoted uh, a, a famous thing I can't remember now, where he said, "Yeah, but we're in show business, not show friends." And it, it's fucking hell, Kiki. Sorry, she very much disagrees with that logic. Sorry. Um, and it just that there is that to it as well. So it, I don't know. It's kind of like the people who were whining on film Twitter about it. I am just a bit like, look, I sympathize. But also it's fucking business. It's business. And if this then means that filmmakers don't want to work for Warner Brothers in the future, the fair play, they fuck themselves over. But I tell you what, if Warner Brothers fucking show their fucking panties with dollar bills in, those filmmakers will fucking work for them. The thing is, because we had a prominent filmmaker leave Warner Brothers, didn't we? Mm. You are. Not too long ago, like last year. Mm. And it just seems like there's an awful lot of things start to make sense. Warner are like this. Warner literally like setting fire at themselves every 20 years. <laughs> they get overexcited and they just go, and, it, and everything just kind of gets a little bit they do it. They've got form for it. They've had form for it for literally close to a fucking hundred years <laughs> in various standards where they literally just... The thing is, there's a... There's a, a, a thing where... I can't remember who it was. Um, it was... It was it was a um, Wall Street Journal uh, writer um, 
just after the um, the 20, 2009 crash, basically said that the problem is that everybody thinks that everybody who works for in a big office, I don't know, it is a big CEO or is in a big high power position in a company is really smart and they've got there because they're really smart. And a lot of them did. But then there's some that just fucking sneak through. <laughs> that are just fucking dumb. Or just get carried away and end up fucking things up. So occasionally, things just get fucked up. And the problem is, these you'll hear these large sums of money, but they're meaningless to some of these companies. Yeah. So... He said, he said, take fucking, he said, and he used HSBC as an example. He said, HSBC were fined $2 billion. Said, and they barely even blinked. No. He said, but $2 billion, I was like, that's insane. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's I. Small I... for a company like HSBC to care and too big for like normal people to like even fathom the size of it. I so um I just sent you guys a WhatsApp. Yeah. So um I I now have a financial interest in the history of Warner Brothers Discovery uh, or the future <laughs> I should say and uh so as a shareholder <coughs> of Warner Brothers Discovery I will say that as a shareholder I approve of the decision to shit can Batgirl. I I am very much in the camp of I'd forgotten Batgirl was a thing, and I haven't watched any of like the connecting like TV bits that were connected to it, so I probably wouldn't have understood what was going on anywhere. No. Um, it's just I just don't really care. <laughs> Sounds really bad, but it's just, yeah. It's the thing is, if they turn around tomorrow and went, oh, we're also shit kind of a flash. I'd be like, oh no, I don't care. <laughs> just, just, just release Aquaman and then give up on the rest of it. Here's a question. I'm not even bothered about Aquaman too. Here's a question, right? With the Flash, if they didn't have such an easy out with recasting Ezra Miller because of this whole kind of like multiversey kind of things, this flashpoint stuff. Mm. Do you think they'd still actually be persisting with the flash? No, they're, 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 they're desperately trying. They, they're basically holding it in place whilst in the background, trying to work out how they can essentially extricate Ezra Miller for it. At the same time, hoping that something else might happen so they don't need to. Mm. Like, let's say, let's say if in fucking, in whoever at Warner is in charge of what is going on with the Flash right now. So not even like the top of Warner, just whoever's in charge of what is going on the Flash right now. If somebody turned around to him and went, X decibels are fucking 
Putin or Kim Jong, what is it, have just set off a nuclear fucking warhead, the world's about to end. I think the first thought that would go through his brain would be, I want to spend, see my family. I think he'd go, oh, thank fuck, I don't have to deal with the flash anymore. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, right, I'm... I'm looking so I'm looking at Warner Brothers Discovery their 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 share price today it they've gone up nearly five percent since open of trading you know and it, it's like the market seems to have reacted perfectly fine to this news in the last week they've gone up ten percent and you know I mean obviously there are other factors in play but I I, I don't know like the thing is now um that I've got some some shares in Warner Brothers Discovery and believe me they're not a lot but I've got some shares I can listen in on fucking shareholder calls and I can try and ask questions and I can vote in shit <coughs> and it's almost like I don't know there's a part of me that's like hey you know what if you want to fucking have a say why don't you put some money in these fucking companies and then when votes on whether this leader should get the compensation package that they want and all that kind of shit is happening. You can have your say. Do you know what? A share of Warner Brothers Discovery right now is trading for $16.76. Doesn't cost a lot. You know, and I'm not saying everybody's got free money, but I don't know. If you want to actually like have any kind of a say with this kind of stuff, put a little bit of money in and then you get invited to this kind of stuff. You know, it's like I've got a couple of shares of Apple and I was able to fucking vote on whether um, a, a, a report should be conducted into the, um, uh, the, the, the what Apple are doing to um, further the cause of um, civ uh, civil rights in the US. It was a proposal that Apple recommended was voted against and enough people voted for that it was pushed through and now they're being forced to work on this and really like say what they are actually doing for civil liberties solid sorry and it, it you know it's things like that if people are fucking complaining about this shit do you know what it doesn't actually cost that much to invest in a lot of these fucking companies and you don't have you you, you don't you don't need to be like a fucking majority shareholder or anything like that to be involved in these things that have even the slightest, slightest bit of change where you can actually have a voice. Because believe me, moaning about it on film Twitter is going to do fuck all. But, do you know, the, being the involved is, at that level yeah. might have at least some of a say. They're actually going to see that result. Mine about on Twitter is it doesn't the share price doesn't get affected by that in any way. Warner are having a decent fucking year because of the Batman. Yeah, I mean like, uh, like, yeah. Elvis, uh, and they've got Don't Worry Darling, Black Adam, and Shazam coming up. But I mean, yeah, yeah, I, it, it's 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 mad. I mean, like even though, to be fair, I mean I'm looking at a year ago, um, and they were trading at about $26 a share and currently they're 16. So, you know, they've gone down from a year ago and obviously there are other factors as well, but three month, uh, in the last three months, they've lost 13%, but in the last month they've gained 17%. So like shit is going down and they want to balance their books. And this is a way that, that they're doing that. And it just, you know, I suppose the question is, should the previous regime have greenlit it in the first place? Maybe that's a little bit controversial, 
but 90 million dollars on a film that they are never planning on releasing theatrically kind of feels like a stupid fucking idea in the first place mm. yeah it was it was never gonna work there you go if people want to cancel me cancel me a Batgirl film it, 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 it is a hard sell whether it should be or should be not it, it, it's different it's a hard sell in the cinema I was looking forward to it I was looking forward to it but it was never it, it, there, there was never any world in which oh, unless it's theatrically released that, it makes money that film fucking was cursed to start off with I didn't realise it was Josh Whedon who was supposed to be doing it in 2017 yeah originally yeah 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 fucking hell yeah burn it burn it to the ground look and I, I feel sorry for all the people involved, but like I say, probably shouldn't have been greenlit in the first place. <coughs> and not because it's not because it's a girl, because it was going to be released straight to HBO Max, to be super fucking clear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And breathe. $16 a share for Warner Brothers Discovery. Put your fucking... Put your money where your mouth is. Cancel me, damn it. Um... Right. Bex, are you going to invest in Warner Brothers Discovery? Probably not, no. No, okay. <laughs> I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what you are going to do, though. Go You're going to talk about some motherfudging trailers, because we're only there. Trailers. I mean, it's not, it's not quite the fucking... The, 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 I think I've only watched two. Yeah, I've watched two. What were your you guys' thoughts on the Oppenheimer trailer? Oh, three then. Yes, we watched the Oppenheimer one, didn't we? Yes. Um, I mean, it's not giving a lot away. There's not much to it, but what there is, I like. Yeah, I'm very much like that. I'm very much in the case of, yeah, fuck it. I don't, I don't even really need to see a trailer. I'm already, you've already got me. Yeah. You had me at Chris Nolan. Yeah. I will happily see that big on a fucking IMAX. Uh and you know fucking just yeah just fucking adore it yeah yeah i'm excited for it yeah so you're right i'm one of those i'm one of those where if people if people ever say oh yeah but you're just a you're an old fanboy yeah i'm fine with that so what you're saying is i enjoy something oh my god what a piece of shit you are are terrible I enjoy something that is made to be enjoyed it's a wanker and uh oh dear what What? else um the Samaritan trailer's arrived didn't we talk about that last week yeah I was about to say did we yeah well, then there we go. I want to talk about it again. It's very good. <laughs> Did we talk about Blonde last week? <laughs> no. Stuck. Right. Can we talk about Blonde? Go on. Um, can anyone else really hear Alda Armis's accent in it? Yeah, I was going to say, like, for someone that supposedly worked with, like, dialect coaches for a really long time to get the voice right for this, I mean, she's failed on that. 
and I really like Agatha oh, yeah. Harmless as an actress like that, but she does have a very have a twang to her voice. Well, she she an has accent. an accent. Yeah. And you can still hear the accent in this. Which do you know Which what? Is fine. Isn't gonna bother me. It is but it's the fact me. that they've come out and made such a big deal about how long she spelled with dialogue dialect coaches to get the voice exactly right for Marilyn Monroe and it's and you listen to it and it's like but it's not though. <laughs> but I don't care. No. Like I'll happily watch. <coughs> I thought it would all be black and white. I was quite surprised it won't. Yeah. I uh <coughs> this this comes out on Netflix while we're away. And uh me having to explain, yeah. Watching an NC seventeen rated over two and a half hour long black black and white film about Marilyn Monroe. You you guys go in the pool. I'm all right in here. Is gonna be the most Ian thing I have, and my in-laws will ever experience. I am I am really looking forward to it because it's a it's an Andrew Dominic um, two-hour forty-minute Marilyn Monroe biopic that apparently contains very little dialogue. Yeah. And is a visual poem. And I'm a bit like fuck it, go on then. Go on then, because it's either going to be brilliant or just, uh, oh, yeah, I can see why Netflix went shit about this one. Mm. Yep. 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 Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, yep. So, what, September 20 something, innit? Uh, I believe so. September 28th, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, sweet. So, uh, cool. All right. That will do for trailers. Have any other Matt? Don't think so? We are back. Not Okay is directed by Quinn Shepard and stars Zoe Deutsch, Dylan O'Brien and Mia Isaac. Uh Quinn Shepard looks young. Um, fucking hell, 27. Good on her. Yep. Um, wow. Um, Whose daughter is she? <laughs> nice. Um, oh, and her partner is that girl who played the one who exposes her in the film. Um you laughing because he said exposes her? No, what? I'm laughing because it's funny. <laughs> okay, so, um, fucking hell, is this like a debut film or? Um, no, she's been a couple, I think. Okay, so, she's been in quite a lot of stuff. Um, Blame in 2017 she directed. Uh, it's the second film she's directed. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay, but she's also in the Miseducation of Cameron Post, was she? Uh, okay, and a few other things. Anyway, all right, fair enough. So, uh, Quinn Shepard, and uh, yeah, I said who it stars. So, uh, what are we saying? Is the a misguided young woman who is desperate for friends and fame fakes a trip to Paris to update her social media presence. A terrifying incident takes place in the real world, which becomes a part of the imaginary trip and offers all she wants. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, fair enough. So, this is a film that 
And so I said at the start of the, film, uh, the show, I basically watched because there wasn't really much else out. Um, you know, I mean, this weekend we've got Bullet Train and we've got uh, They Slash Them. We've got Bullet Train. Uh, did I already say that? Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Prey, Bullet Train, the They Slash Them and Resurrection. Resurrection. Um, all of them coming out the same weekend. Uh, like the, they slash them in Resurrection. To be fair, uh, I think uh, yeah, VOD in the US. Um, but you know, busy, busy week generally. Last weekend, fuck all. Uh, nope was originally supposed to come out in the UK, but it didn't. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. So here we are. Not okay. Which is a film that made me feel uh, old as dust, but also kind of slightly glad that i'm not as long for the earth as the people in the film um but i'm uh because i that just youth looks horrible um i'm intrigued to see what you guys made of it so um bex not okay um were you okay it's weird as as a parent of a gen z person and Izzy's not really like this anymore <sighs> she went through a phase and a lot of her peers are mm. and the de- the desperation for attention and just the absolute disconnection between thinking what they do online is real versus it you know like the impact it can have <sighs> and stuff they think it's like they seem to view it as like a bit of a computer game kind of vibe yeah, the they, they, they are living avatars. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I actually found this fairly fascinating as a as a study on that. It's it's got its flaws, sure. She never really properly fully gets a comeuppance, and but then again, that's real life. They'll get cancelled, they'll get doxxed, but they won't. Nothing like real life happens to them. Mm. These people mm. that lie online, and you know. <clears throat> it's I think it's I think it does a good job of keeping her unsympathetic because I think as as someone of our age where we don't really engage with well you fucking do like a weirdo but we don't really engage with like TikTok and stuff like that and we're not as involved in like the stuff the social media stuff as they are it's not as important to us well, no, but it's it, a it, peripheral it, 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 but then again we come from a generation that that moved into it it's always existed for these yeah 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 but I think you know as as someone of our generation the if if the um character Rowan Mm. didn't exist in this I think it would be easy for people of our age to go well she just put a fake picture up online and lied a bit is it really that bad yeah it is because she's she's lying to this girl that is fucking broken she's caught in grief yes yeah and i think i think it does a good job from that point of view as well i, I actually thought it was really good a lot a lot better than i thought it was gonna be yeah interesting okay and um mark as someone who engages with tiktok i <laughs> and to be honest the only reason why I, you know i i've never dabbled in tiktok is genuinely and i know this makes me sound like the oldest man on earth but because of the implications of the Chinese government having my personal data. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. 
Um, what, what I will say is, is <laughs> they will already have it. I mean, I'm, sure, I'm sure they do, but I'm not. They already have it. I'm not. I, I don't know. I just it feels like such a fucking obvious tool. Uh, but a, anyway, Ian anyway, just anyway. To invite them in. <laughs> no, exactly. You know, um, I'd rather they buy me dinner first. Mark, um, not okay. Um, the thing is, uh, I think not okay is a. Uh, we'll start. I'll, I'll, I'll say what I say about many films. Not okay is too long. It is for the film. Long, it yeah. is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's too long. Yeah, this film should have been ninety three minutes, not one hundred and three minutes. Um, and people will go, well, that's only ten minutes. Like you, you kind of do feel the ten minutes can be that ten minutes can be crucial to throwing off the pacing of this movie, and it does have a bagginess to it. Yeah. In the middle, a little bit there. Um, I think it, it's it's odd in the sense that I get what the film is trying to do. And I think it it largely does it to a large extent. I think it gets over all of the, um, you know, you don't like her. She doesn't come across. She comes across as desperate. You but it what the film does is at the start it makes you dislike her before it makes you feel sorry for her. And I don't mean makes you feel sorry for her when she starts getting just too far into the lie before she even brings up the lie. Yeah, yeah, well, and it's trying to make you feel sorry for for being lonely and stuff. You already don't you already like, don't her. like yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And so you're already there going, yeah, but you're lonely because you're a dick. Yeah. Because you're desperate. Yeah. The problem I think that I have with the film, and I don't dislike the film, I actually was all right with it. Three and a half out of five, just to give away that now, seven out of ten, is there's an element of it, tries to have its cake and eat it. Oh, holla! Yep. Of the film. And that is the problem with it, is it it tries to point at itself <laughs> as being part of the problem. But then you've got... And what I found it quite amusing was the fact that you said that um, the director's partner is the girl who gets her. Um, and it, it's just... It's if you were to literally um, explain that girl to, to 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 me, and I'd not seen the film, the person I would imagine is that girl. Okay. And it is just it it just feels a little bit too much. Like when you get. It feels a little bit too much like you you've got this two down to a T that you aren't realizing that you you're pointing a finger at yourself without actually acknowledging that you're pointing a finger at yourself in the same this, way. And yeah, I mean th- this is the thing, right? I don't I haven't been as conflicted about a final scene of a film as this in a long time. Because mm. I think it is very, very powerful. Mia Isaac, I don't rem- recall seeing her in anything before. She's really fucking good in this. Um, mm. she's, ter- she's terrific. Um, and that, uh, that, that poem that she does at the end, and the whole kind of like, 
you think this is about a paraphrasing obviously but you think it's about a white girl why are there not anything on hulu or netflix about me and it is like oh shit okay yeah that's very very clever and in the moment very very powerful also yeah but you this this film is about zoe deutsch okay she walks off into blackness in the final shot which is again fantastic final shot Final scene, final shot in isolation, brilliant. But this film was about her, about the white girl. You're calling mm. it out at the end, but it it's about the white girl. And yeah. like the thing at the start with the whole kind of like the trigger warning about the the unlikable female protagonist, again, it feels both biting, but also but in all seriousness, folks, you're not going to like her. And it's just, I don't have its cake and eat it. It's perfect. It, it's, I enjoyed this film. Mm. I, I, I liked it. I think Zoe Deutsch is great. I think Maya, Mia Isaac is fucking fantastic. I think the guy from the Orange Wednesdays adverts is sensational. Um, and, um, Which one I, it, it, sorry. Which one was the, he? The dad. Oh, he was that that's fucking where I knew him from. I fucking I was looking at him going, where the fuck do I know this guy from? And I looked at his IMDB and couldn't find it. I was like, where do I know him from? That's fucking it. Yes. He's great. <laughs> he straight up looks like he's barely aged a day as well. I mean, it's fa- it, it, it is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, this, this is the thing. It's like I I like those bits. Dylan O'Brien as the fucking weed blogger guy with that yeah. sex scene that was great that would i mean like yeah i mean the, the constituent parts of it are fucking fantastic but the uh, I, I was i i loved um i i loved dylan o'brien's um i saw a little thing with him where he was talking about the, how he created the character and he basically just went honestly i have that it, it, it it's not an amalgamation of different people i've met he said, it, it basically is, I know about 25 of this guy and they're all exactly the fucking same. Mm. <laughs> and he said, so basically I went, I'm just going to play that guy. Fair. He said, okay. I could introduce you to 25 versions of that guy that I know. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, and, th- and this is the thing, like, all these parts of this film are great. And then at the end, you've got that bit. It's like, oh, shit. But then if you actually think about it, do you know what would have been more interesting if the film was actually about her then? Mm. Have her be the central character and have Zoe Deutsch's character come into her life and then the twist that is she fakes the whole thing. Mm. That's it. You almost get... She, She both has zero growth within the movie, but then gets to acknowledge and say that she hasn't really learned anything. Yeah. But then, you know, a little title card literally comes up to say that she has no arc. Yeah. Can't remember exactly what it says. I don't get a redemption arc. I don't get a redemption arc. But then she does, because she gets the growth of not making about her and leaving the theatre. But then it's almost like in that way, that shot is then, yeah, like you say, it is about her she's realized that it's not about her it's this weird fucking snake eating its own tail 
Yeah. But it's interesting. Yeah, the, the, the thing, the thing is, it is. But the thing is, out of all of it, you kind of know she's going to be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. She comes from a wealthy family. She's, but people online will hate her forever, and her name will be. They won't though. But no, they no, won't. Well, She'll she'll disappear. She'll be a nothing, which the character basically acknowledges is what she deserves to be. Yeah. You know, like and but then also it's like the happy place for her because she's very much learnt that she doesn't want to be online. It's Do you know one uh, just before I move on while I remember, one other thing I really liked about the um the final scene bit. The the absolute kind of spiking of the insincere celebrity apologies that are just copy and pasted from notes mm. i enjoyed that the fact that she couldn't just do a sincere apology she had to have it written down and memorize it she couldn't just be sincere in the moment and yeah apologize. that was quite nice yeah, yeah. she was in a notes yeah. yeah and the fact that yeah I, I actually did like that the fact that she sits down and while other people are doing stuff she's not interested in that she's just interested in literally just looking at her phone and learning a and, and making sure that she's going to be okay so you know what I said. yeah yeah that was quite yeah that's yeah. a pretty good point actually that's the thing i'm i'm interested to what quinn shepherd's going to do next yeah because for a sophomore effort it's it's pretty fucking good yeah it's, it's just i i i just don't think it I just think that it's a little bit. I think the film uh, wants to tell you you're not gonna like this character. This character's a piece of shit. You're not gonna like her. But actually, we kind of do like her though. No, I, I didn't get that from it at all. I, I I did a little bit. Maybe it's just that so we don't. It's, it's just quite, you know. Nice. It's very bubbly and like humble, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. If this was Emma Roberts, I would believe it more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you'd be horny as fuck all the way through it. Fuck yeah. But I mean, it it, it, it just—it's the fact that it's like, well, see, it—it was about—it was about the real victim the entire time. No, it wasn't. Because it wasn't about the real victim the entire time. Just because you've now got this thing going. Well, hang on a second. Think about it. No. She's not that she's not the main character of the film. Like you, you, you it, it just that again, it's just a bit it's clever in isolation. But then if I think about it, extrapolated out a, a, against the whole film, it kind of falls apart. But at, at the same time, you know, definitely not shit. I gave it seven out of ten as well. I think that last scene probably added a star for me. Um. But I would not have said definitely not shit. You know, it was it was in the touching cough scale. It went up to definitely not shit. And I'm I'm happy with that. And also I am fucking terrified about the shit that Lots is going to be exposed to over the next 10 years. And I hope that we steer her straight. Yeah, that's the social media is a is a shit storm. Well, our audience poll for this. Uh, time to not shit. Our audience poll on the social media app Twitter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. 100% shit. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. yeah but I don't think it's shit. I think it's, um, I, yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, incidentally, what I will say is, I think it's fair to say that 
the presumed audience for this movie. Yeah. Uh, would be people around about Idle's age. Yeah, they would hate it. Uh, well, I, I actually don't think that is the audience no. for it. I think the audience for it is people around our age. Um, that hate people their age. That hate people yeah. their age, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Isabel started watching it. How did she? Um, hasn't finished it, but I spoke about this morning because I asked and said, I've watched, not okay. And she was like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll say this. Um, Dylan O'Brien looks hot as a douchebag, but he's still a douchebag. Um, and as soon as she said Yas Queen, I went, nope, and turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's pretty early in it. Mm. And she was like, yeah. She went, so Dylan O'Brien's hot, but the fact that he was a douchebag didn't make me want to watch all of it. Um, and uh, yeah, just Yas Queen made me go, nope, <laughs> gone. <laughs> I will pick it up later, but yeah, didn't have time for it at that moment. No. CS3P Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punter. Round one, fight. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot! I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO! Round 2! Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? So, that's not okay. And we are on to what we've been watching. What have we got, guys? Well, what did we watch on Sunday? What have you watched? Have you watched anything solo, Becky? Because I've not this week. Check. I don't think um, uh, no, I did a bit a bit more of Thor, but I haven't finished it yet. It is a fucking sloggy Thor. The first. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's been that long. The first Thor. I know. <laughs> How many hits you taken it so far? I've done three so far, and I've still not got to the end of it. And is that just because you've been? getting bored of it it's less than two bit, hours yeah a little bit yeah i think it's the it, shortest thor movie i think i was watching it and then i was like do you know what i could be doing right now i could be being a stray cat <laughs> oh shit are you playing stray yeah all right stray stray's fucking great one atmospheric built uh, game it's it's the thing is, as a cat person, you didn't believe this is a real game. No, did I didn't you? at first. No. <laughs> um, so Thor, I've got 29 minutes remaining. I was checking, it, and I've had three goes at it. Don't care. Um, so are you are you playing it as well, or are you no, mulling no, it over? No, no, I just want to hear you talk about it. Um. So yeah. So essentially, you play you play a cat, which I was already all in. Oh my god, I died at one point. I nearly cried. <laughs> so much more invested in this cat's journey than any human characters I've ever played before. 
Um, so yes, yeah, so you're this little ginger dude, and you live in the outside world as a stray cat with your with your like brother and sister cats, I'm guessing. Um, and you just like bibble around, chasing butterflies, meowing. You can meow. You can make yourself meow. Um, and like jumping on pipes and stuff. But one day, right, you're out and about, and all, all your brothers and sisters they jump on the pipe and they run across and they get onto the other side. But when you're on the pipe, it starts moving and then it falls into this like big hole. <coughs> right and then so you have a bit of an explore and and you, you find a way sort of out of the like cavern cavern thing you're in and then you're in this like underground city this deserted underground city it's deserted by like all humans but there's like robot guys there um and some of them will talk to you and some of them won't and um you have to get information of them to try and find your way back to the outside world and there's like these weird little robot like parasitic things that like if if they glom onto you, they just like suck out all your energy. But you see them glomming onto the robots as well. So I don't know whether they just like extract energy from something. I've not got far enough to understand what they are really yet. Yeah. Currently, I'm searching searching for a real nerd that can understand this binary code. Cool. Yeah, it's great. It's honestly really really good, and it looks for 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 a game that's like. I mean, it's not it's not going to have like super widespread appeal. I can't, I, I can't imagine. But like the the actual quality of the graphics and everything is bonkers. It does look yeah. good. Yeah. It, yeah, it is really good. If you fancy having to wander around being a cat for a while, you know, I would strongly recommend it. Nice, nice. So, what did we watch on Sunday, Rebecca? <laughs> So, Mark, what's that film that, like, it's a French action film. We watched it years ago, and it's not, like, we've looked through it before, and it's not on anything. But I really liked it. What is it? Oh, fuck, I know this. I know this. You mean the Largo Winch movies? Yes, I want to watch them. Yeah. So we did. What? So we watched Largo Winch. What's Largo Winch? Right. What is Largo Winch? I will do the IMDb thing for Largo Winch. These are French, um, Belgian movies, I believe, um, directed by uh, Jerome Saleh uh, and starring. And the first one has got Thomas Isley uh, is Largo Winch in it, uh, and it has Kristen Scott Thomas in it. Um, so the the story of Largo Winch is that. I mean, Isaac Desplat does the scores for these as well. Um, a powerful billionaire is murdered. His secret adoptive son must race to prove his legitimacy, find his father's killers, and stop them from being taken over his financial empire. So basically, the... You forgot to say that Benedict Wong's in it. Is it? Yeah. Ooh. Is it? Yeah, he's the, the Japanese guy on the board. Lynch Margot. Is it? Benedict Wong, but it's Benedict Wong. He's fucking Benedict Fuck Wong. Um, so yeah, so essentially, Lago Winch is like this. He, he is adopted by this industrial, uh, multi conglomerate billionaire. Yeah, just to be an heir. Just to be an heir. So, uh, but he doesn't tell anybody that he's got his heir. So when he's killed. So that he's safe. Yeah. It's like, well, actually, this Swiss lawyer comes out and goes, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> actually, guys. There's an heir. Because <laughs> if they don't, 
a point ahead by X o'clock, then it's open to like uh, corporate takeover. Yeah, isn't it? and yeah. there's a shady Russian fighter, yeah. a Belarusian fighter. To, no, uh, no, this doesn't exist. This doesn't exist. You, 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 you're playing a joke on me. Um, so yeah so this is the first one but it's almost like this weird kind of like it's got like it's half yeah it's half like wanting to be a Bond movie but then half all about like just really dry corporate shit (laughs) (laughs) about corporate takeovers yeah that sounds extremely my shit it's it's a lot of the thing is it's it's weirdly, it's it's quite it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But in this really odd way, in the fact that it's also all in majority of it's in French, isn't it? Yeah. Which makes no sense because none of it is set in France. None of it's set in France. No. <laughs> what did you watch this on? French. Pardon? What did you watch this on? Netflix. <laughs> so what? There were parts of it that didn't have subtitles. No, no, you can get subtitled on that. I'll send you I kind, it. I kind of want it. Yeah. So we watched that, didn't we? And it's it good. Lago Lynch, isn't it? Lago it's Lynch. also called The Air Apparent. Um, and then we There's watched a The Burma Conspiracy. The sequel. Yeah, the sequel. Too, Fuck. That's got Sharon Stone in it. Of course it does. It's a lot cooler, this film, isn't it? Like... Largo's cooler. Yeah. It's got Sharon Stone in it. The action's a bit ramped up. Like yeah. it's clearly gone. Fuck, we were not expecting that to be as successful as that. But yeah. Let's make a sequel. Let's do a sequel. Let's polish it. And let's let's polish it up a little bit. Let's get Sharon Stone in it, and let's have the sequel be literally about quite literally a conspiracy in Burma, where Largo has decided to sell the business. Uh, and turn it into a humanitarian. Give, well, give all the profits concern. to a yeah. yeah a humanitarian foundation that he's setting up. Yeah. With his dad's best friend from when he was alive. Yes. Yeah. His only friend because yeah. he's a bad businessman who doesn't form good personal relationships. Yes. So he ends up trying to do this, but then there becomes this like, accusations that um, his father was involved in like these atrocities and these genocides well it's fine it's like slush account don't they basically yeah. which is funded um uh, atrocities atrocities <laughs> yeah essentially the wiping out of um a, 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 a race of people in, in burma, in burma. Yeah. and what would you have it <clears throat> largo at the time was in burma was in burma I can't say too much about this. Can't say it's it's so fucking twisty is this one it is very twisty and anything. also very actiony <laughs> but it's it's good fun. You know, they clearly don't take themselves too seriously, no. but are presented as absolutely fucking poker serious. Yeah. I just want more of these. Yeah. I want them to make more of these, like a whole series. And Thomas Sisley is, is, is very good at playing a, you know, dashing yeah. guy. <laughs> you believe it. Despite the fact that he's got really crazy hair. Yes, crazy hair, but it works. I mean, fucking hell, in in the first one, um, the 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 head bad guy in the first one, that's one of the guys that's chasing him down, is played by Stephen Waddington. Oh yeah. Who's that? Sorry. 
Stephen Waddington is a an actor from Leeds. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose his name's Stephen Waddington. Of course, he's from Leeds. Yeah. Um, if you look him up, you'll be like, that guy. <laughs> that was some real... Oh, shit. Sorry, it was what? Some real loud, powerful typing. I mean, to be... It, it is, like, literally... A, my, the mic's literally a couple of inches away <laughs> from... He played the Scotsman in Uncharted. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that guy. Yeah, he's good in it. He's good at what he does. But yeah, the Lago Winch movies are good fun. Mm. Track them down if you can. Yeah, banging. <laughs> um, and we also watched The Last Stand. Yeah, we did. Oh, far sweet. enough away from our last watch of it to persuade you to rewatch it again, didn't we? Yeah, because you love this movie, don't you? I absolutely fucking adore this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Grizzly Old Army just being a fucking badass. Yeah, the last stand is, is 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 probably of the when Arnie came back. <coughs> mm. I think finished being the governor. Yeah, has come back. I think there's an argument to state that there's a possibility that the last stand might be the best movie he's made since his comeback. I would stand by that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've seen the moment. There's been some not great ones, and there's been some good ones, but I legitimately think that the last stand might be. It, it might be upper tier Schwarzenegger that people just aren't quite prepared to admit that it's upper tier Schwarzenegger. That's a fucking banger. Um, and, and you've also got in there Johnny Knoxville being quite fun, Luis Guzman being Luis Guzman. <laughs> yeah. Um, Peter Stormare playing the most Peter Stormare of characters. Yeah. It's 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 a good fucking fun film. Mm. Fucking a. Yeah, but that's it. That's all we watched this week. How long do I have to wait until we can watch it again? A couple of years. Okay. I might just watch it on my own. Yeah, I was going to say, you I can watch it this weekend while you're away. Yeah, you can watch it as many, as many times as you want. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> um, all right, so I've only got a couple. Um, I will just say, as like game tangent, uh, Donna and I started watching Only Murders in the Building, the Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez murder mystery you never knew you wanted. You've um, watched the series that, haven't you, Bex? I've watched some of the second as well. Where, whereabouts are you? Uh, end of episode five. So it was the episode after <laughs> they accused the musician of murder. Ah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, fuck it, extremely my speed. Um, I will say as well, uh, the the way Selena Gomez is saying her lines is quite fetching. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm enjoying that vibe. Um, so yeah, I, it, it's great. Steve Martin and Martin Short, just their their relationship together, their chemistry together, is so fucking good. Um, mm. and, and Gomez really works with them as well. Uh, really, yeah, really impressed with it so far. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching more of that. Um, but in terms of films, I caught up with a uh, it was 199 to rent on iTunes last week. So I caught up with the 355. Oh, so, hey. uh, yeah, so originally supposed to come out in cinemas January 2021 was delayed a full year because of COVID. 
and then basically came out and just like it was like an ill dog that just jumped up on your bed and then just shit all over the place in yeah, terms of the box it, office. It, 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 it came out with all the wisdom bang of a wet fart. Yeah, and I just I remember reading Deadline when this was being sold around and it was just like hot script, Simon Kinberg gonna write and direct with Jessica Chastain and a bunch of women kicking ass. And it's like, yeah, the way this film would have worked would have been if any of the actresses in the 355 were the lead, apart from Jessica Chastain, or at least that character. Um, So Jessica Chastain plays uh, agent of the CIA, who's um, after a MacGuffin, which can basically disrupt computer systems fucking anywhere it's like directed to um and early on um she uh is with sebastian stan who plays a fellow agent and he's uh killed off um and then she teams up with so diane kruger plays an uh, like a, a member of german intelligence who is also after this MacGuffin. so originally they're um fighting against each other Penelope Cruz is a psychiatrist who has been um, employed to evaluate a guy who is looking to sell the MacGuffin. So that's how she comes into it. Um, and I really to- hope she's wearing glasses in it. I think she might while she's psychoanalyzing the guy. Yes, of course she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think she is actually. Um, and Lupita Nyong'o is uh, playing like an MI6 agent who helps Jessica Chastain. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, they 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 all come together to defeat a common enemy. All the other characters have far more life and I want to see them succeed than Jessica Chastain's. And I, it, it's, you know, she kicks ass. Uh, but she kind of finds it hard to get on with other people. But, um, you know, she's she's a bit messed up and she's a bit kooky and I'd rather spend time with any of the others. Um, the action is fine. It's about two hours long. It's probably 20 minutes too long. Um, it just... It's just Simon Kinberg fucking like taking it, like revealing his naked body under his dressing gown and just going, what do you think? And me going, nah, mate, you're all right. (laughs) That's the three, five, five. (laughs) It's so don't don't rush to it then. (laughs) No, I mean, this, it just, there is nothing. It, is it a recommend? I don't know. Maybe. God, what did my fucking letterbox say? Like, I, I feel like I gave it a higher rating on letterbox than I should have. No, I gave it a three. Right. <laughs> the thing is, right. <laughs> what always baffles me? I'm just going to list the movies, right, that Simon Kinberg has written. Yeah. Right? Triple X State of the Union, that's the sequel, the bad sequel. Mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, a horribly aged movie, and it was only made like 17 years ago. Yeah. 
X-Men Last Stand, I like that, but everybody else in the world hates it. <laughs> Jumper. Oh, Sherlock God. Holmes, this means war. The Fantastic Four movie, the 2015 one. X-Men oh, yeah. Apocalypse, Dark Phoenix. And then this. I mean, it's hardly a a barrage of hits, is it? But this is He's got his own production company. He's direct. He's now directed two films. Um, and it just like what? How? Why? Um, you know, like the thing is, it's fine when it's on. It's fine. And then it ends, and it's just like I've got no fucking interest in watching any of that ever again. <laughs> but but it's not. Is it, it's a, not is it just a? I don't get why. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's um you know Huel that like that product that's like it gives you all the nutrients, mm. and there's like no joy to it. <laughs> yeah. That's for the three five five. It's Huel. Absolutely, will sustain you for a couple of hours, but my God, it's paced. There you go, three five five. Uh, also, um, I caught up with. I haven't seen this since the cinema, and I've had it on iTunes for ages. But with Prey coming out this weekend, uh, I took another look at Ten Cloverfield Lane. Um, and. This this film, it is pretty fucking funny how literally if you took out one shot, it wouldn't have. I mean, I suppose there's a couple of Easter eggs, but the, the shot of a signpost saying 10 Cloverfield Lane, it, you, it didn't have to be a Cloverfield film. I, mean, I can't remember what the background was. About when it was, it, it, <laughs> it was already made and then made it into a Cloverfield film. Yeah, okay. It was already made so, as a completely different film. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, absolutely, you can see that. But as its own film, I think it's pretty fucking good. And I forgot how pretty fucking good I thought it was. Um, my big complaint is the score. I think that Bear McCreary's score is too all over it, and sometimes it just needs to chill. Um, but the like hour and a half of just like intense paranoid, what the fuck is actually going on? Is this shit real? Is John Goodman telling the truth or not? What's you know? And then it builds, and then the last fifteen twenty minutes are Mary Elizabeth Winstead versus. <laughs> aliens it's it's great it it it, it, and it it absolutely feels like the same like the same film despite it being two very different things um but the way that it builds up her character to then be able to be the character who you see in the last 15 20 minutes is fucking fantastic it is brilliant and john goodman is so perfectly cast in that he can be at one moment lovable old man john goodman who you kind you you know you want to hear talk about his life and then just captain sinister and the way he's able to play both of those in this film is great so i'm 
so I, I was already up for prey because of the, the reviews and how how like just watching the predator films and uh like actually i'll talk about it next week on the show in a bit but um i i'm really really looking forward to prey and especially after I, I i remembered how good 10 cloverfield lane is really good film and that's me so that's so that'll do it bloody hell um sometimes we we bomb like way past nine o'clock and sometimes it's just like it's half eight and we're done it's 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 weird how this show yeah. works but that's, that's fine <laughs> that's fine so next week um becky is unfortunately not joining us um because um she's gonna have fun and do other things um but uh bastards on tour uh we're going back to Knowles. So last year we recorded. I can't say I remember any of it. And <laughs> I look to continue that tradition um, as we talk Bullet Train, we talk Prey, and we talk the entire Predator franchise, I think is the aim. Sorry, Lottie wants something a second. What's up? I want to tell you something. What do you want? What's up? Um, Go on, you don't have to whisper. Oh, it's about when we go to America. About when we go to America, yeah. Um, uh, um, the arcades are really cheap. Sorry? The arcades are really cheap. The arcades are really cheap. Yeah. Cool. £9 for yeah. 30 minutes of free stuff. Wow. Okay, that sounds great. That sounds great. You show me in a bit, okay? Okay. All right, cool. And Mummy just locked it up. Sorry? Um, Mummy just locked it out. Oh, okay. All right, that sounds good. All right, love you. All right. Um, I'm probably not going to edit that out, sorry. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking the entire Predator franchise, um, I believe. That's right, isn't it, Mark? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's going to be a good one. I mean, Noel hasn't been on the show for a year, so he's going to have an awful lot of what we watched. Um, yeah, fucking is. Jeez. Um, yeah, we'll 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 see how it goes. I'm very excited for Bullet Train. I'm very excited for Prey. I'm excited to see you guys. Um Becky, I will see you again one day. Um and <laughs> uh yeah. I mean to be fair, I think I'm coming to York for when Mission Impossible Dead Reckon in part one comes out. You are you guys coming to Cardiff in November? Is that still yeah, a thing? Yeah, that's the plan. Oh shit. That's the plan. Buckle the fuck up. Fuck all the fuck up. Right. So that'll do it for this week. Thank you ever so much for listening. Do you have questions? Oh, fuck oh. me. I knew I was missing something. <laughs> do you have questions? I, I forgot to ask a question this week because um, oh. I'm a terrible human. Um, but I do have a couple of questions. I'll find them. Ethan M. Barr. Are there any films that you wish had never been released, aka got the Batgirl treatment? Grown ups. The movie. <laughs> um. Hmm. I think it's kind of mean wishing that on them, though, isn't it? Because it's like I can I can just not watch them. But yeah, disaster movie. <laughs> it's about me. Like, <laughs> fuck those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. 
I can't think of any that, 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 that spring to mind. Nothing that makes you really angry. That no. No. Okay. I, I think any films that make me that angry, I, 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 I could say something like The Babadook. Mm. But, you know, fuck it. People are allowed to be wrong. That's it. Like, if, if, if a movie's brought other people satisfaction, then who am I to, like, mm. say it should never have been released, apart from, obviously, Disaster Movie? Can I, can I, can I put out um, Infinity War? No. Not because I don't like it or anything like that, but can you imagine how fucking much Endgame would not make sense? <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> the amount of people would be like, what the fuck? There's like a whole movie missing here. And I'm just like going, ah. <laughs> What would you have seen? Just twirling a moustache. You wouldn't have seen it either. No, I might well have. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Can you imagine that? You could YouTube video that I put out. <laughs> so this is what happened, guys. How could this prick saw it? It's like that Wu Tang album that only Bill Murray's listened to. Get out. Uh, Dylan McLaughlin, uh, which film has your partner been most visually disappointed by you actually liking? Reanimator. Thought she was gonna dump me. <laughs> was that fairly early in the relationship as well? Relatively so. Try to think of what I've got for you. I think it's a movie that you love that I fucking hate. I don't think there is. No. I have quite good taste. I don't hate a lot either as well. Mm. I'm trying to remember which one it was we watched and I just kept looking at you like, you're fucking serious? You're enjoying this, you fucking weirdo. I can't remember what it was. There's a few probably. Yeah, and that's the problem. I think it's not the standout thing, is it? <laughs> No, there's quite a few. You were like that with Beavis and Butthead. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Do America. Jackass as well. Jackass. The new one. I don't mind the older ones, but you showed me some clips, didn't you, of the, the new one? You were fucking great. You were in fucking... It's so depressing. Yeah. Yeah, so not the most disappointed, but let's just go with the most recent. <laughs> Uh, fucking hell. Uh, I think it I th- was it Tommy Boy? The Chris Farley movie. You have awful taste. <laughs> um, that's how I look. Uh, Rick Kidd, what are your favourite movie cameos? Can I take all of the time Stephen King shows up in his, his movies? Yes. I love it when he just pops up and he's like a pizza delivery guy or something. I had one earlier and I forgot about it. Oh, that's really annoying though. I had one earlier that was like, this is it. I'm a... I'm um, blank. Sam Raimi's various cameos are good. There's a great one in John Carpenter's Body Bags. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there is some good summary ones out there. Um, oh, fuck. I cannot remember the one I had earlier. I should write these things down. You should. Pearls yeah. of wisdom. Yeah. Lost to the ether. Mm. Have you got back up? No. Because oh. that was me. That was That's the it. one I'd won. You'd won it. I'd won, it. I'd won the cameos. Yeah. And I forgot. <laughs> 
I will I will think back. <laughs> and I will report back. I will shout it out randomly on next week's show. Yeah. The answer will be a cameo. What can we next week? You want to do this, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, already done that. My Warner Brothers Discovery investment has lost 0.71% of its value since we started recording. Oh, wow. Yeah, don't worry, darling. It'll go back up. Uh, Don't worry, darling. (laughs) That was so bad. You are so bad. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, Right. All right, then, guys. You shouldn't get all shook up because Elvis comes out on VOD next week. Does it actually? Yeah. It's £20 to buy on iTunes next week. I don't care. I want it. All right, fine. But, I mean, to be fair, it it is to buy, though. So, I mean, that's something. Yeah, but they could take it away at any time. That's what really annoys me about buying. I thought you wanted to buy the 4K disc. Yeah, that as well. But that won't come out till, like, Christmas. It'll come out before Christmas. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. We're We're not running long. Let's have a look. There's a 4K steelbook. There is a 4K steelbook. Apparently, it has no release date yet. I mean, you probably... When did it come out? Like, uh, it was towards the end of May? May? Was it June? It was June. Yeah, June. It was a couple months ago, I think, yeah. You're probably looking at, like, towards the start of September. I'd say so, yeah. I might just wait for that then. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. There we are. Thank you very much for listening, folks. And we will be back next week with Bastards on Tour. Thank you very much, Becky. Oh, thanks, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. Listeners, goodbye. Bye. Bye.